Hello, beautiful people. This is Shit You Might Have Missed on Flash Black Radio. I am Da Vinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. To my right, I have Ms. Taki Richardson, a.k.a. Why you got to put my whole government out there? We've been doing this from the beginning. Come on now. T-Rich. Thank you. I'm in an incognito mode today. Calling in. <laughs> <laughs> Calling in, I have Ms. Christy Hunt, a.k.a. Okay, Sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that that's Christy. Uh, we've been having a lot of conversation leading up to this. Uh, sitting in with us, uh, microphone is not live, but he's just like sitting in with us. It's baby bro, um, uh, Cam. Uh, he's just sitting in, just observing the shenanigans and foolishness. I guess being a witness. He's being a lawyer. Yeah, to all to all the craziness that goes on prior to the show. <laughs> so he, uh, we we mentioned it a lot on the show, but I guess he's the first one to actually really see it happen. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's entertained. If not, you know, oh well, he's here. Are you not entertained? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I tried to fight it for a moment. It's okay. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Again, missing in action is one Mr. Slim Williams. Still treating us like a side chick. You know, you know what? And it's after Valentine's Day at this point. I know. No, so now I'm starting to feel like, you know. Maybe he's breaking out with us. I hope not. That would be so just like, you know, that would be hurtful, man. All we've been through, I don't, I don't know if I could. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> today is February 19th, 2017. Um, we have a lot of conversation and a lot of topics to get through. I just want to throw something out there very quickly. Um, I don't know if you actually got a chance to read this, but I thought it was kind of funny. Um, Chris Christie, <laughs> governor of New Jersey. The meatloaf. Uh, yes. The, apparently, uh, Chris Christie uh, was forced over Valentine's Day to eat meatloaf by one Donald J. Trump. So the story goes roughly like this. Chris Christie and his wife were at a eating function. I can't remember if it was lunch or dinner, but they were out with President Trump and some Are other we using individuals. using his name now? We're not just going with 45 anymore? Um, you know, it, it is what it is. People made the choice. We're just going like, to call it what it is, just like we call Barack Obama what he was. He was President Obama. Now he's former President Obama. But you know... Uh, no, he's still President Obama. Oh yeah, see, there we go. So, um, <laughs> I mean, but 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 that's every president. Like yeah. they don't call you former president. Yeah, yeah, I get president. it. I get it. You know, I I don't disagree with that. So, so we can pretend our alternative fact is that Barack Obama is still president. He just missing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, so, Chris Christie uh, was at a dinner again with his wife and uh, Donald Trump. The, points to the menu and says, "Hey, everybody! Here's the menu. Order what you want." Chris and I are gonna have the meatloaf. So at this point, that that's pretty much like the the story, the punchline. That's everything. He was basically told as a grown man what he was going to eat for for uh for dinner. Now, what I thought was interesting about that is he went with that and he didn't challenge it or he didn't say, "Nah, like you know, I'm I'm really like overweight and I don't want meatloaf or I I had something else in mind or I'm a grown ass man." Well, I'm a grown ass man. Yeah, I'm yeah. Pick what the fuck I want to pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. He it, don't have no dignity. He sold his dignity to Donald Trump. Yeah. He's never going to get it back. Yeah, yeah, he so every humiliating moment that he gets. So when when I heard the whole meatloaf story, the first thing I thought of was wedding crashes with Will Ferrell. Yeah. You hungry? Hey Ma! We get some meatloaf! <laughs> He's getting married. What? I mean I did see it. Yeah. All I remember though is I'm gonna find you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, he, he tried to like downplay it. Like, I mean, you know, he said it was really good meatloaf. So, you know, why wouldn't I try it? Well, the funny thing to me is. Then they were like, did your wife have the meatloaf? He was like, well, no, she got what she wanted. But the funny thing to me is, he's the one who told the story. That's what made it funnier to me. If, now, if this had happened, this would have been a story that nobody heard. Because, like, you know, somebody's ordered my food for me. That's something that people did in the 50s. Like you had a conversation, like you would like sit down. I'm going to have the steak, well done, and the lady will have a salad. Isn't that where we're <laughs> headed in this country? He just wants to show that he is a loyal Trump surrogate, that he too can be trusted, so that when there finally is no one else who wants some job that nobody wants to take and it is not very important, he will step up and do it. Because what is he doing once he becomes not governor no more? And that's coming up soon. That's coming up real soon. Because New Jersey don't want him. I don't even know if it's safe for him to live in Jersey after this. Uh, well, you know, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, because uh, you see, Ben Carson probably not living in Baltimore right now. Oh no, Ben Carson hey, bought. Um, I, I heard he bought a uh, one point two million dollar mansion, according to I think the Washington Post. Uh, is in Virginia. I don't want to say it's Chantilly, but I want to say it's Chantilly. Right, nigga knew better than to even live up here in Upper Northwest. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he had a a, a spot in Bowie, Maryland, though, too. He probably does, but he needs to be close. I mean, ain't nobody commuting <laughs> to Baltimore. I, 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 there's a chord that just struck at me when you just asked that question because you know I'm from PG. So I'm like, living in PG. I know that. I'm just saying it's like like I don't know. I like part of me wants to be like hell yeah, but at the same time, like hey, but I I I, I don't I can't. I, he doesn't strike you as someone who doesn't want to particularly hang out with the Negroes. He doesn't strike me as anybody who wants to hang out with anybody. He seems like just being anti-social. Like he likes to sleep. Oh, anti-social. Yeah, but sleepy. He probably yeah. He he does seem like you know like like a drugged up chipmunk. But I'm just saying, uh, it's yeah. just we don't want him. I mean, I'm I'm not from PG County, but I've made the choice to live here. Yes, I for mean, some time. He, yeah, but he's like religious, yeah, right? Like he goes to church. He goes yeah, to he, church. he he got his like a painting Jesus. with Jesus. He and Jesus. Yeah, so like, Jesus I would imagine Jesus is black though. So I thought that was interesting. I would imagine mm-hmm. that he's actually pretty social just with his church congregation. I don't friends. know. I don't know. I mean, he strikes me as the kind of man that's probably like on a deacon board and like, you know, does all kinds of like Saturday, maybe like a, a, a Bible study or something like that. I mean, he strikes me as somebody who is like seriously into his faith, and that that is the bulk of his social circle. Does he strike you as somebody that would be into scat play? Yeah. (laughs) No. He strikes me as someone who thinks that sex is just for procreation and may not be having sex with his wife anymore. They, like, hold hands and shit. Okay. I could be wrong. I'm back together. I mean, because conservative (laughs) Christians buy most of the sex toys in the country. Ooh, they be on that next shit. No pun intended, mm. but it was mm. well played. You're on the board. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are on the board. Uh, I apologize for that ignorant ass question, ladies and gentlemen. That is not normally the type of line of questioning. That that really is just bleed over from our our, our very simple and, re- and just lively discussion prior to uh, the. I think we talked about it in another episode, didn't we? We talked about it prior to another episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we kind of also mentioned it like in passing as like like a running joke, but you know. Can also ask your good girlfriend Google. Try to avoid videos though. Yeah. 
That's the problem. Unless you're though, feeling adventurous. Nah, nah, let's not do that. Okay, so let's 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 get back on track. Um, something else that I thought was uh, interesting uh, and of note: uh, the owner of the Detroit Red, Red Wings, excuse me, Red Wings, sound like Kripke from Big times. Bang Theory. <laughs> Detroit Red Wings and the Detroit Tigers, and also the founder of Little Caesars Pizza. Mike Illich passed away about a week ago, maybe a little more than that. Um, I don't really watch hockey or baseball like that except for in the playoffs, so I would not have known who Mike Illich was. I, do, I am familiar with Little Caesars. But what I thought was interesting, um, a little bit of information came out that he was paying Rosa Parks' rent um, until she passed away. So from about 1994 until she passed away in 2005, she, he paid her rent. Uh, after our house was uh, burglarized. So I thought that was very interesting. And it's not something that was common knowledge at the time. I don't think it was as far as I heard of it. Um, not to say that just because I just heard of it, it wasn't common knowledge. I just don't think it was. So I thought that was interesting. I will also post that article along with the Chris Christie uh, article. <laughs> just so you guys can follow up on that and read up, read up that if you want to. Um, so... I pretty much, there are a couple of things I wanted to talk about, but I want to share the mic at this point. Pause. Uh. <laughs> man, I can't. So, man, like, like this problem, man, that's probably when you know people too damn long, man. It's, it's, even, even when you're being serious, it's hard to be serious sometimes. Said nothing. Yeah, yeah, but your face is everything now. Your, your face is everything. You had like a very like, like blank expression and your eyes dropped. It's like a little hint of shame when I said that. Like, like it's just a little bit of hint of shame, and so it's okay. It's all right. No, it's not. It's not okay. Um, but I wanted to pass along, Christy. I, I'll start off with you. What did you want to talk about first? Well, now I got three things to talk about. So Damn. first, we're gonna start with uh, Hurt Bay. Oh, <laughs> this is one of the things I wanted to talk about. I'm so glad you brought it up, bitch. This shit right here. Negro. She is the foolishest woman I've ever seen <sighs> in my life. But he's the dumbest man. And what I want to talk about as far as Hurt Bay is concerned is why is it that people are so invested in staying in relationships because they feel like that is a part of their identity that makes them like adult or functioning or something? Like what about a relationship is such a status that you would stay in one that a nigga got another bitch in his room, turned you away, and you all you did leave. was go home, cry, and get back with the nigga the next day. Matter of fact, you didn't even get back with the nigga because you just walked away. You didn't actually break up. You just allowed him to disrespect you. And then when she asked him how many women were there, he was like, I wasn't counting. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, you was just permanent pussy, bitch. Like, like you was actually the side chick and those was the girls that I was dating because I wasn't counting them. You was just there. And his whole <laughs> affect was just like, I ain't give a fuck then. I don't give a fuck now. I'm not going right. to give a and, fuck and, in and, five, ten on minutes. The, on the one hand, I wasn't really mad at him because like, well, she stayed around for that shit. So like, I can't be mad at somebody. I can't be mad at somebody who was abusing somebody if the abused is like, I like it with salt and sometimes a little sugar and butter. Like I can't with that. And so like, he's fucked up. He got issues that we got to address. 
because he was just invested in having a relationship, which was really just a permanent piece of pussy that he constantly disrespected. So he didn't even like her. And she was invested in this relationship. So she was okay with being permanent pussy who clearly is not liked. But he and also I, said like, I wasn't ready to be in a relationship or, or I wasn't ready to commit or something like that. He, he wasn't able to. Right. Be and that, and that is what leads me to the question of why <laughs> is a relationship such an important thing that people will be in them knowing that they shouldn't be. Um, I think group thinking societal constructs put people in a position, I'm trying to be slim right now, uh, put people in a position where they feel obligated to... Girl, just be yourself. It's not girl. You know what? I don't relate to that because my mother told me my whole life, you don't have to be married. You don't have to be straight. It's okay. Uh, But a lot of people people didn't have parents that told them those things. And I I get that. I get that. And and that's why I'm asking, why is it so important? Because it's something that wasn't ingrained in me. The opposite was put into me. It wasn't like, don't be in a relationship. But it was like, don't be doing anything until you know what it is that you're doing. And by the way, before you commit to anything permanently, experiment, explore, have fun, like find out what you like and what you don't like. Cause what you don't like is just as important as what you do like. And maybe you'll figure out what you do like by figuring out what you don't like. Well, actually let me, t- let me tag on to that point right there uh, that you, that you made. Um, <laughs> Cause I think that is a very pivotal, pivotal uh, piece of, uh, information and I think it's just like an epiphany that hopefully you have sooner rather than later in your development as an adult maybe if you get it as a young adult I don't know but for me um, there was a very very big deal a very big uh, amount of energy placed upon the things that I wanted in a partner you know what I wanted what I liked and all that good stuff but I did not take in consideration all the things that I just would not accept and all the things that I did not want, which I do think is actually as pivotal, uh, pivotal, pivotal or as important. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not even, not even if they like introducing to Webster next year. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's something that people need to keep in mind, but it's not something that we're often taught. So, you know, for me, I, I, I wasn't being just a typical dude where, you know, like, you know, oh, she got to have a fat booty, you know, like that's, you know, that's one of the things I like. Oh, nice smile. That's great. You know, intelligence, that's very big on my, on my radar for me. She's got to be intelligent. She's got to have a sense of humor. Uh, all these things are great. But there's also the other side of it. Like, like, can you take? How much disrespect are you willing to take in a relationship? How much right, are you or willing? A great smile or a exactly. Family. Like, like, what is the counterweight to all? Yeah. This how often is she just gonna be like late to all the shit that you want to do, but expect you to be on time for all the shit that she wants to do? You know, there. I mean, there is. You know, there. There's. There's levels to it, and there's balance to it. So these are the things that I had to learn. And one of these things I had to learn is because I had to go through relationships, which I kind of, uh, I, I put them off. I'm, I'm not going to lie. The, the, the joke earlier that we had when we first started doing this whole thing for Shit You Might Have Missed was I, I, I made the faux pas in saying I had a lot of friends. So in, in saying that, what I meant is I never was really committal. I was non-committal. I had people that I was cool with. And we had understandings, and we you know, and there was a, com- a comfort level in terms of how people handled their business and their affairs. I handled mine a certain way, and I never had to really be committed per se. 
Um, I could get what I needed from whatever person. They could get whatever they needed from me. If y'all want to hang out, cool. If you want to do something other than that, cool. Um, but at the end of the day, you're not getting the full experience, and therefore you're not seeing the other side of it. You're just seeing all the glossy shit. But when you actually get into a committed relationship and actually like actually commit to the idea of being committed, that's when you get to see the other side of who you're dealing with, and you have to see all the other aspects that comes with it. The bullshit of this is that they still friends. The bullshit of it is that she still talks to him. He's like, "Why did you forget me?" She's like, "Cause you're my best friend." That's bullshit. Because I can't imagine my life without you, bitch. What? Get a better imagination. Watch. I can certainly street. imagine my life like, without you, because I would run over you. I would kill you. I would murder you. Figuratively speaking. Uh, nah. Nah. <laughs> if I, was, I, was, I tried to dough, clean it up, you were if my If I witness. knock on your dough, and it's another broad in there. And you send me away like it's nothing. I might go. I might go. But trust and believe the next day when I come back, because I'm coming back to cause a scene. And I'm not coming back to cause a scene because I care about what other people think. I just want you to understand what kind of ain't shit ass nigga I know you are. Not think no, because you have shown me the facts of the matter. Like, I just don't understand that. And I don't understand what it is that was ingrained in her or other right. people who feel like when somebody disrespects you in any sort of way, whether it be a friendship or a romantic relationship, that you are somehow not adult because you don't want to maintain a connection anymore. Just because I'm not mad at you actively, just because I, you know what I'm saying, have forgiven you, does not mean that you could just continue to be a part of my life. And I think that we need to, in, in that sense, I feel like, and I don't know because she didn't say any of this, but I feel like what she is embracing is this concept of forgiveness that people have where people somehow think that forgiveness means that everything is OK and that we get to move on like nothing happened. And that's not actually what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is I'm not actively mad or resentful at you for doing this thing or these things to me. But forgiveness does not mean that I forget. It does not mean that I do not take into account what I've learned about you and your character into the situation and factor that into the math when I equate whether or not we're going to be friends or not. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't really understand why she still wants to be his friend. And I don't even understand why he is still entertaining her presence by saying, yeah, I'm going to be your friend because he don't even want to be her friend. He doesn't like her at all. Like as a human being, as a person, at all. Can I ask? A, can I ask a very? I mean, this is purely speculative at this point because there's no way to know this. But based upon how the story was told, in terms of she had, well, excuse me, he had another woman in the room. Did she, you see the video? Yeah. I saw oh, okay. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, off mic. I will tell you why I saw it. Uh, <laughs> so he had a. A woman in the room with him, she came, he told her to leave. In that moment, the way that that went down and her personality from what I saw on camera and how he was on camera, because that's all I can go by is what they said and how they were like conveying it, like the information they were giving visually and, you know, auditorily. So um, does it feel like he could have just done the opposite instead of sending her away, just told her to come in? Probably. Probably, yeah. So that 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 to me just 
Ah, okay. All right. I mean, that could, that's a whole other conversation. That's actually happened to a friend of mine. She walked in on her, her boyfriend in bed with a, another chick. He told her to leave. She did not leave. She left eventually, but it was like some savagery before she left. I, f- I fell into a threesome kind of like that. No, she beat his ass. Totally different circumstances. She beat his ass. I went to go see one dude and another dude there. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> no. I was drunk at the club and, you know, I saw one dude and I was like, oh, we should. He was like, yeah, we should. And I went to his house and the roommate was there and I was like, oh, well, where's the friend? He was like, oh, he went to the store. I was like, oh, OK. All right. Hmm. <laughs> and so that, we got ladies into and it and how then you the friend came threesome. back from the store and then it was like, well, the more the merrier. So, you know. Okay. It was a good night. So that's twice now today, Christy. You have <laughs> <laughs> made us sit here like, um. I've got nothing to add to that. So what's the I second mean, thing you know. want to talk about? Uh, oh, so the- <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're just going to walk away. Well, the threesome ends everything. And huh? pivot. Um, so the second thing was uh, this other post that went around about women and makeup. Um. And I think the thing that I... I uh, is this I the Power Rangers one? It's Morphin Time? Is that the one you're talking about? I think that the meme from that came out of this larger article about women who wear a lot of makeup. And I think the thing that people were really not paying attention to in this article is that, or even in the meme, is that these are women with serious skin conditions. Mm-hmm. And... I felt like I wanted to say something about this because I don't really have bad skin, but I have had several moments in my life where I've had some issues with my skin and I've never really been a makeup person. And I knew at the time that like my skin issues were a a part of a larger health issue. And so like I was more concerned with addressing the larger health issue than I was my particular skin issues. But I felt some type of way about my face when I had to go out in public. And I feel like we make fun of people because of the makeup, but we are not paying attention to these skin conditions. And I think it's very easy for men who don't have to be pretty, who can actually be more attractive for being less pretty, for being anti-pretty than women. I think that there's, there's, there's a lack of like sensitivity that surrounds the whole issue. I think that we're not paying attention to the fact that like these women are not getting dressed up to fool any man. They're, they're putting this makeup on because they want to be able to confidently present themselves to the world. And I think that in the society, when we pretend that pretty doesn't matter, we are lying to everybody. We are lying to ourselves. We are lying to the people who we say you didn't get ahead because you're pretty, even though we know that's a lie because we know you're exactly where you are because you are so attractive. I mean, like the reality is being attractive is currency and it's big fucking currency. Melania Trump could tell you just how much currency that is. You know what I'm saying? And so in the society to pretend that attractiveness, beauty, those things don't matter. And to, to denigrate people 
for trying to look their best. I feel like there's something just wrong about that. We're not talking about like women who, you know what I'm saying, went out and got, you know, butt implants or breast implants just because, you know, they want to, you know, fit a certain standard of beauty. We're talking about people who are just trying to go out and put a basic good face to the world. And I think that like there needs to be a difference between what cosmet what people do for purely cosmetic reasons and what people do for cosmetic reasons that also are deeply connected to how the society actually operates and how that makes you feel about yourself. Like those are two things that need to be, you know, uh, really kind of like parsed and separated. And, And on some level, there becomes a blending of those things. But on another, you know, you know, because like on another level, there isn't because somebody like Megan Fox has had a bunch of plastic surgery because as beautiful as people thought she was before surgery, she didn't see it. Now, it could be argued that, bitch, you living good enough that like you just need some therapy. But you know what I'm saying? I think that like how people look, and how they feel about themselves and what they do to make that better. Those are things that we we should not be criticizing without really taking a look at what it is that we're criticizing. That's a very loaded. Um, I, th- I think you made a lot of good points. I'm going to be honest. Um, I'm a dude, so some of what you some of what you said. I mean, I can, all of what you said, I can hear and I can I can I can accept what you said and I can see I mean, the nobody- value. Nobody ever, other than saying, oh, LeBron James got hair plugs, nobody ever was like, oh, that nigga, you know what I'm saying? He's some trash. He's some, he a vain ass dude. I can't believe he did that. LeBron James got hair plugs and it was nothing. Okay. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not negating that or I don't disagree with that, that comment. I'm just, from, from my perspective, when I look at what little Kim used to look like Aww. to what she looks like now. It's hard not to have a natural response and to have commentary to go with that. But why isn't our natural response? Oh my God, that's so sad. How must she feel about herself? That it is, is my natural my, response. That is my natural response. <laughs> but you know, it, I mean, I mean, the same thing I think can be said, not to the same degree, um, but I think something similar can be said about. Can you mention Megan Fox about Lindsay Lohan? Because if you remember, Lindsay Lohan uh, was a was a Disney princess, so to speak. But you know, she started off with Disney. She she had been doing Disney for a while. She had freckles oh, when absolutely. she was a kid. You absolutely. know, she had freckles when she was a kid. Her, her like there are a lot of things about her face that changed over time. Right. Maybe not as drastically as her. Little Kim. But no, and 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 I think that the difference between Lindsay Lohan and Little Kim, as far as presentation, is that Lindsay Lohan's obvious issues with substance abuse tell us how she feel about herself. We can only assume little Kim don't like herself because we see what she's done to herself. So like, it seems like people who are openly self-destructive, who we can tell, like if Courtney, when Courtney Love do fucked up shit, you know what I'm saying? We just be like, oh, that's Courtney Love. We know she don't love herself. You know what I'm saying? Because look at how she's lived her life for the last couple of years. When we look at Megan Fox, you know what I'm saying? We don't automatically assume at first until it hits a certain level that, oh, she must not like herself. Because at first it just becomes, you know, oh, she just keeps doing this. What is that about? But, but clearly, they, 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 but we can't. I think that's not necessarily the necessarily a fair assumption to make either. 
either just because in Hollywood, it's a beast and there is this constant pressure in Hollywood that you have to be pretty and you have to be perky and busty no, that, and all these life. things. That's I know life. I get it, but in Hollywood, it's another level to it. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, in Hollywood, that's another level. On the other hand, it's just a, mi- a microcosm of the macrocosm. You know, these women are wearing this makeup, you know, to hide their skin conditions because when they present themselves to the world, people recoil from them because they say, oh, that's not attractive. And the reality is we all like pretty things. Okay. I mean, I've, I've seen women talk the same way about dudes, though, that like, you know, might have bad skin. I I, I understand what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not negating. I understand that there's a, an undue and imbalanced perception of how we treat and respond to women when it comes to standards of beauty versus how men are treated. And, you know, a lot of times success can play into that as well. Um, you know, uh, you know, like a, we, I've heard a lot of people talk badly about a Jay-Z or Lil Wayne for how they look physically but at the same time, it's something about them and how they carry themselves that it's makes the it money. okay. It's the money. Exactly. So, like, you know, it's it's it it's, it's, it's dicey. I, I get it. I mean, you know, I, I personally look at it like this. I try not to be um, shallow like that. I mean, I like what I like, you know, and quite honestly, when I'm around somebody, there might be something physically that I like or do not like. But really what's going to ultimately make me want to like continue to interact with that person is their personality, you know, and their intelligence is really what's going to make it the ultimate sexy for me. So if you got intelligence and a sense of humor, then like all that stuff starts to kind of go off by the side. You know what I mean? No, 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 I, I feel you. I feel you. I think the reason why I just wanted to mention this is because it wasn't like the women in the, the, the the, the woman who was on the cover of the article and the woman who was in the picture, uh, the, the Power Rangers man, mm-hmm. she specifically had noticeable skin issues that mm-hmm. anyone, including a man, if a man could get away with wearing makeup, he would cover that up. There, there are some you know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like, you know, the reason why I wanted to shout out this particular thing is because it wasn't like this was just a case of vanity in the sense of, you know, this is a woman who is otherwise attractive and she's going out of her way to look extra attractive or be extra. But this is a woman who has serious skin issues and she's just trying to get through her day. And I feel like on some levels, we got to be mindful of the fact that like we all have our challenges and your face, how you present to the world. That's a thing. And, and I think the other thing is that Men are more likely to have a meltdown over a bad hair day than women, according to studies. You know what I'm saying? So their hair is bad to me. Yeah. Okay. That's no. Okay. okay, uh, All right. I I can only speak from my perspective. I I I don't know. Okay. So (laughs) I mean, like you could you can only speak from your perspective. What I would say to you is, if you had something really important that was coming up, would you be seen without a fresh cut? Yeah, I do it all the time. Really? You you got married without a fresh haircut? Um, no, I got married. No, I cut my hair. No. Right. So, so but I you, cut my hair. I didn't. I didn't. You know. 
but you had a fresh haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I've done plenty of things where I've gone like you know, like like I should I should be shaved right now. I don't like facial hair on my face. Well, then you're with well, you. then you're different because I'm sure we have a lot of friends. I, I know we have friends in common who probably could not function. Yeah. If they had okay, so let me let me let me. Okay, let me let me let me let me clarify this because there are a couple things that people might be hearing when I when I said oh she's attractive and intelligent and a lot of dudes might have been like oh women too might have been like yeah. Yeah, right now I'm being I'm being serious and this is my perspective I'm only gonna I can only give you how I feel about things so with regard to me my personal appearance um I like sneakers you know what I mean and um to me an, an outfit starts from the sneakers but I buy sneakers because I think they're fresh and I buy sneakers because like yo I got a dope pair of sneakers but I ain't spent a lot of money for this dope pair of sneakers. There are other people on the other end of the spectrum like they want to have a dope pair of sneakers but they spent like 300 400 dollars on. So it's different levels to it. For me when it comes down to how I present and all that stuff, I I don't think I'm a bad looking guy. I don't look at myself in the mirror a lot in the morning other than brushing my teeth and washing my face, you know what I mean, and doing like the the typical things you do to get ready in the morning. I'm not really in the mirror like that. Um, I have people in my family, and I'm not going to put anybody on blast. I'm trying to speak very generally when I say this, but I have people in my family that I love very dearly that are um, from the generation before me that are vain. You know what I mean? And I've seen what that vanity is, and I've seen how like you know, they look at things, and they assess, and they make judgments and comments about how people are presented. And like, you know, they've, I've also seen how people you know, react to the way that they're dressed or how they look. How they look in the particular moment. So if I get dressed, I get dressed because I want to get dressed for me. That's how I look at it. Because I can't go around worrying about what other people are going to think about how I look. You know what I mean? This At the end true. of the day, it's just but, like. And the big caveat to that is that you are generally happy with how you present to the world. And it, no, here's, I, I look at it like this I look at it from the perspective. Of it's gonna be what it's gonna be. It is what it is. You know what I mean? It's like this. For example, I'm I'm, I'm gonna take it like way to the left. All right. If a dude is in a situation with a female for the first time, a, a younger dude, huh? A woman. A woman. Because we're not talking about like dogs. Are you're right. You're right. Okay, fine. Just I'm just I'm trying to be like you know I'm trying to be okay. So a gentleman it don't is work involved. Like that. This is actually a gendered issue. Okay, so if if a guy is involved with a young lady, and it, I'm, I'll just say when you're younger, because this is more of an issue. Hopefully, when you're younger. Okay, so when you're younger, you know there's a good chance that that guy, even if he's confident, is somewhat nervous about being ample for that woman if he's never been with her before. You know what I mean? And you know, at some point, it should dawn upon you, whatever, whatever you work with, whatever, that's whatever you working with, dog. Is that's it is what it is. You know, so you being obsessed about like what you do or do not have, it's not going to change what you do or do not have. So only thing I you can work like on. That's a fear that only really applied to your generation because now we have magnums and like bitches can be like magnums are better and just weed out the pack. So. Uh, well, I, that, that notwithstanding, I get what you're saying. Some but, people like to buy magnums yeah, yeah. even though they don't fit. Boom. So that what, so what all I'm saying is <laughs> all I'm it's saying like is... It's jewelry because it's gold. Yeah. All I'm saying is when it comes down to it, it is what it is. So like, like at a certain point, you know, at a younger me had to get to the point like, yo, 
I am what I am. Not saying that I'm bad or anything like that. I'm just saying I don't know. And the worrying about what I don't know or how I'm going to be received, no pun intended, is really like, you know, is not going to do me any good. So all I can do is make sure that no matter what, if I'm in that situation, I need to make sure that my work ethic is on par. I mean, I feel That's how I look at it. But this kind of skin conditions that these women in the before and afters, it's quite clear that they are not starting out in the same place that you are. You're starting out from a place of neutral, wondering whether or not you're going to get positive or negative. And they're starting out knowing they're in, they're in arrears, right? They're starting out knowing that they're received late negatively, which is why all this effort goes into this. And that's all I'm saying that like, this isn't about just vanity. This is about skin conditions. And I think that we all need to just acknowledge, you know what I'm saying, to ourselves when we look at these pictures and when we see what people do to themselves to be quote unquote prettier, we like a pretty thing. I'm I won't I'm not disagreeing with that. I think what I was trying to speak to more than anything was it's it just comes down to that while there is a societal construct where we look at beauty a certain way, there's also individual responsibility that goes along with that. So in terms of how you choose to view somebody and treat somebody based upon how you view them, that's on you. So what I'm saying is from an individual perspective, I try not to allow myself to get too caught up in how somebody looks visually. You know, I mean, and they, and they, and I, mean I get when you say it's a currency, that is real. You know, I, I've, yeah, I know it. I've, I've said enough today <laughs> well, I've, got, I've got enough demerits right now my, uh, last topic, <laughs> my last topic because it kind of goes along with this and i have not read the article because first of all it's on the grill and they just got too much click through shit they do. um but second of all uh the, the headline says it all gilbert arenas warns old thoughts over 34 not to attend nba all-star weekend nigga you should be happy that any bitch wants to suck your dick next And that was Kay Savage, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yo, here's a, here's a hilarious thing, ladies and gentlemen. Like, Christy's ag- gonna again. have to start going last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, that that might have to be a thing. Yes, so uh, she could just like drop the mic and close but, the show. But, ladies and gentlemen, what you do not, you do not have the benefit I mean, of being like, able to see Kay Savage right now. Like when she said that, she literally stood up and just walked, walked into away. another room. Right. Like she didn't just drop the mic. She just like literally got up and like I can't even sit here after I said that. Like, all right, I'm done. Because like, seriously, old thoughts. Nigga, you old. Okay. You better be happy some bitch wanna suck your dick. And you gonna be happy when an old thought wanna suck your bankrupt ass dick 15 years from now. Cause we all know seven years after most of y'all get out the league, y'all broke as fuck. So I mean, you know, you better thank an old thought for wanting to suck your old has been ass dick. 10 years from now when you ain't got shit but her motherfucking pot to piss in and her window to throw it out. That's all I'm saying. Like, don't be burning bridges. You Thank know what I'm saying? That you won't have to walk over sometime soon because Gilbert Arenas probably won't be rich forever because a nigga with an attitude like that is the exact type of nigga that end up broke waiting for some old ass thought to pick his ass up from a club somewhere, you know what I'm saying, and take him in because, you know, nigga want to get fed, sleep in a bed and shit like that. <laughs> sleep, in sleep in a bed and yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, 
Gilbert Arenas uh, is is a very weird dude. He's a dick. Fuck boy, that's what he is. Uh, he's famous I, for fuck boy shit, right? I was just gonna say he was a weird dude, and he says a lot of things that are indefensible, and he does a lot of things that are indefensible. Um, he's, you know, yeah, I've been aware of Gilbert <laughs> Arenas a lot longer than I think a, a lot of the average listeners because he played on my my team for a long time. Although he was in Golden State before he got to the Wizards. But I mean, I've, I've been accustomed to a lot of very awkward. I mean, ain't he married stories. to the Gold Band girl? No, I don't think I he married her. I think I think, they I think had a kid together. Yeah, I think they have a oh, kid. they just had five kids together. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, he, he he's got he's not all he's he's not a kind fellow. I think he. I don't know because I, I mean the funny thing is I've seen other people talk about him or whatever. Uh, I just think that he. His sense of humor is not funny to virtually everybody. A little off. Yeah, like to him, it's funny. Oh, like he if, wasn't being funny. If, he wasn't being funny. Oh, he, yeah, he put out a year. Like if you were born before 1978, bitches, I think. 34 and uh. up. Don't bring your asses to All-Star Weekend 2017. Let these young hoes enjoy life. You old hoes had a chance when Shaq and Kobe were winning. Take your bitter ass on a Tom Joyner cruise. Leave NBR All-Star Weekend alone. That ain't a bit of ass. That ain't a nigga being funny. That's, now that, that's Gilbert Arenas' sense of humor, though. This is also the same dude who would like live like uh, like social media post when he's on like a date and then clown the woman he's on the date with. And then he found out that she realized that she was being like a uh, clown or whatever. So he goes to the bathroom or whatever and he comes back like, oh, I got action. She's still like feeling me or whatever. Something like that. I can't remember. He's, he's just a, he's a weird dude. Like, I, I think you know there yeah, are there... Dude, he thought it was funny cuz it came out his mouth but he was deadly serious okay it's not comedy i'm i i i, I can only speculate uh, and I'm... i mean like who do he even play for anymore oh he doesn't that's the hilarious part about it even oh, when he wasn't right. playing for somebody he was still getting a check though he was out the league for like two and a half years and he was still getting that wizards money he oh, got really? like how oh, many yeah. He had a, he had a hundred seventeen million dollar uh, contract uh, with Washington Wizards Mega. after he had the gun incident. Um, he he uh, did some time. They they cut ties with him there. Orlando picked up the contract. Uh, it did not work out in Orlando. I think he wound up in the Bucks or something like that or some other team. That ain't work out either. And basically, that money is still on the books. So whoever had his contract last, that's who's paying it off. So well, he if just he ain't have Allen Iverson agent, then he ain't guaranteed to have a motherfucking. Okay. The Wizards were still paying name. it. How the Wizards still paying it if he got the? Oh wow! We so have an like, informed consultant. Yeah, yeah. Like we have an informed consultant. So he had a veteran minimum for Orlando when they took it, but the Wizards were still paying, uh, picking up the large part of the, the tab for having Gilbert Arenas. So he was he was getting paid for like two. Roughly two years um, after mm-hmm. he was no longer playing in the league, which is, you know, getting league money, the money that he was getting, because he was getting max player contract money. So, yeah. But, yeah, he makes a lot of just crazy, like, uh, decisions. and You know, Elton John didn't declare bankruptcy twice, right? Yeah, Tony Braxton declared bankruptcy three times. Are we, con- are we competing? Well, she got Birdman. Tony Braxton's with Birdman? She was at some point. Are they still together? Yeah. Oh, well. What? I mean, Where I were you? About a I, look, dude, I I told you I don't. Birdman is the John Mayer of niggas. Okay, like I feel like Birdman. I'll give you that. Is I see that. 
that smooth lays, that pipe buys you some gifts, builds your self-esteem back up. You'd be like, this was a bad breakup. Thank you for the boost. Deuces, I'm out. Because ain't nobody marrying him. But I thought I thought but Drake was that. Birdman and Drake. I thought I, nah, I think Drake is Drake is Drake is definitely that dude who swoop in like a, like 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 that I old think it's buzzer. different levels. So. Like Drake, nah, Rihanna. Rihanna wasn't starting a Drake. No, but I'm saying like she, he came in after Rihanna the Chris was Brown. fucking Drake. Drake wasn't fucking Rihanna. I get it, but I'm saying he came in after the Chris Brown scenario. Is what I'm saying. No, he came Rih- in after the common scenario with Serena. Drake, or whatever. That's Drake why is a piece one. of Drake is a piece of dick. Do you hear how he be singing? He sing like a nigga that is routinely exploited by a bitch. That's like you got okay. some dick for me today. If not, nigga, stop talking because you whining right. too much. <laughs> You know, what else, motherfuckers? You like, yo? I gotta you go. Feel, home. You feel like talking today? Nah, dude. I'm oh, sorry. I, I I got a plane to catch. You know what I'm saying? You can't spend. Oh, it. So is this a good thing today. or bad thing? Like from Drake's perspective, I'm trying to figure out. Like, is it, is... I mean, it keeps him in pussy, but it, I mean, don't nobody give a fuck about his feelings because he's dripping them uh, all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Drip, what is hilarious about this show is even though. I wanted to make sure that this was a balanced show, making sure we had like positive, you know, and like balanced male and female energy, whatever. There are points like y'all say shit that like, you know, I want to say, but I can't, but y'all say it for me. Thank you. The women are rude. I was going to say Yeah, but just sometimes you just don't want that shit. I mean, (laughs) and I'm in a relationship and sometimes I'm just like, get real Jodeci, don't talk. (laughs) Just listen. Oh, my side hurts. Oh, I'm in a relationship with another aromantic ass dude who, like, you know what I'm saying? Our bonding activity is we go to Costco together. That's our date. Because I, I, I figured out, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't we don't go to dinner. Sometimes, maybe once a year, we go to the movies. You know what I'm saying? We don't do those coupley things that people do, but we Target and we Walmart. Well, we don't Walmart because mm-hmm. I don't Walmart. Because um, I don't Walton. But um, we can go together. We grocery shop together. You know, we bond over the laundry and shit. And you know, but know what though? Know what? That at the same time, that that's still probably more constructive time though, because it is. You know, you know know what we have equally allocated chore uh, burdens around this joint. Okay, we're not going to talk about that right now. There's a hot topic in my household. Uh, Takia. Uh, what do you got for us, Takia? Like, let's go. Let's go to like with Takia. So, my topic? topic is not my topic. Um, a friend of mine asked if we would be willing to discuss topics that listeners wanted to discuss. Oh, that's actually what we've been asking for for some time. So, throw it out. What's up? Who, okay, first of all, who made the suggestion? Sicily. Oh, what's up, Sicily? How you doing, Shouty? Was good. Let's let's get it. What's, what's the question? What's so, the you know, um, Sicily's mother is from Trinidad. I do, yes. And her aunt, who's here, is also from Trinidad. They're legal. They are legal. I did not say they're illegal. I just want to be clear. So Cicely was having a conversation with her auntie about um, these immigration roundups that are occurring all over the country. Mm -hmm. And um, she wanted us to discuss it because the conversation that she had with her aunt took... uh, Took a little bit of a turn, and her aunt was like, "You know, that's fine. They should be deported. They should leave, and they should not be allowed here." And she was a little confused because she's like, "But 
You were excluded until 1965. She was like, but ma'am, like, how can, like, how can this be your response? And she's like, well, if they did the crime, they need to do the time. And she was just very, very confused about just like how this could be her aunt's uh, reaction based on, I guess, the fact that they are, they were also immigrants. Um, Oh, I was like, what? Um, Wow. Okay, sorry, I got distracted. So I think I mentioned this before we actually went live, but to me, the um, these ice roundups seem very reminiscent of Nazi Germany, the way they're just like targeting people. Indeed. Everywhere. Like if you do look on Facebook, you see people putting up posts about like, you know, hey, ice is on the red line in Chicago or ice is... Um, Catching people coming out of the shelters, and I hear they're also rounding up a lot of people who have no criminal record. And correct, which yeah. was another one of the things that Cicely and I discussed because um, I don't know if her aunt even cares that some of the people. I don't know if she knows or if she cares that some of the people don't have a criminal record. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one of the things that. She was also, Cicely was also bringing up like, but some of these people haven't done any crime. So when you say like, do the crime, do the time. So I just wanted to open that up since we have a a listener topic to what you guys think. Well, first of all, there are, there are some questions that I have when you started this, this whole thing off. The first thing that's, that's striking me is who is her aunt referring to as they? Because they does not necessarily mean the same thing if we're talking about they and she's talking about they and if the government is talking about they. So to me, the first thing I need to get to the root to is who is they? Because they informs you like what your perspective of is where your situation or where your standing is within this this, this society and this culture. Um, one of the things that I noticed uh, on a Facebook feed that was very uh, pointed uh Mama D or Deborah Blackwell, as uh, you know, sorry, to put your government name out there, but you know, shout outs, um, made a statement saying, okay, so there's a Muslim ban, and I'm paraphrasing, but she was saying there's a Muslim ban, but the Hispanic community is larger than the one that stayed home on the like like the day without the immigrants. So basically, they're carrying all the weight. And what's this about? And and that again comes into to speak to who is they. Because there are a lot of people who don't really understand the fact that, yo, even though you might have been here for a little bit, dude, you still qualify as they. You know, like the fact that Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz are on that whole sanctuary city, let's get them out of here. Like, dude, you are the child of immigrants. No, no. They are the child of immigrants, but they are the children of special immigrants and the problem that i have with the rubio and the Cruz is that that they are the they are the 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 children of cuban immigrants and until like i think it was like last week or two weeks ago or with with barack when he right before he got out of office so about a month now he finally ended the wet foot dry foot policy which meant that as long as you made it to a motherfucking american beach and you were a cuban citizen you could claim refugee status so they could come over here, quote unquote, illegally and just wash up on shore or be caught and get distressed and get a boat that would tow them into shore. And they're automatically granted asylum. They get they go through the green car process, all that good stuff. They get their permanent residency status. And the problem with that is they are special kinds of immigrants 
pretending like their parents came over here the way everybody else did and did the same paperwork trail, but that's not what happened. No, and that's a very good point. But that's not what had to happen for them. Yeah, yeah, but that's a very good point. And that still feeds into it because there is a very... Okay, so there's a very large... This is a nation of immigrants. Let's 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 just be one hundred percent, one hundred percent clear about that. Everybody here is an immigrant, unless you are one hundred percent quote unquote Native American. Just or point you are blank a period. Of, no, or you are a product of slavery because my people did not immigrate over here. We were brought here prisoners of war. I got you. So I got what you. I add so there's that or 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 species. or or to be fair. There, the, you know, like we, we're talking about Texas and San Jose, California, and San Francisco. Unless you're Hispanic, whatever, they are also Native Americans as well. Although people don't want to consider them such, which makes the whole wall thing very laughable in the first place. Because you're talking about California and Texas, which are places that were heavily. Never mind. You, you get where I'm going with that. I don't need to even finish that thought out. So my whole point is the whole idea of who is they. So did you ever get a chance to get that out of her aunt? And why and understand why her because she sounded like she had a very strong stance. I guess because um, one of the things Cicely said was they came here, quote unquote, the right way. And there, there, and there's that that separation. Yeah, that separation. And I think I think there's like you know when you look at it from the perspective of you know, for example, a Chinese um, family might have immigrated a generation or two or three ago. Or Japan, J- Japanese, you know, some of them might have been interned, but you know, those communities a lot of times tend to be a little bit more insulated within themselves. Mm-hmm. They have their own currency and they circulate their money amongst themselves. They take care of each other a little bit more, so they're a little less concerned and they don't really think of these external problems. The problem with when it comes into calling it they, to me, that's othering. So it's basically like that's not me. That's the other the other thing, and this is something else. It's beyond me. This I don't have any doesn't involvement with me. that. It doesn't affect me. And that's the same attitude that people had in Nazi I did Germany. It, they can do it. Yeah, yeah. That's the same attitude that people had in Nazi Germany. Look, and so when people started getting about- picked up, huh? But like we don't even need to talk about Nazi Germany. I mean, we can. We, I think it's still relevant. No, I mean, no, I get- no, no, no. Let's talk about the two million. Mexicans that were repatriated between 1929 and 1936 by America in response to the depression and how 1.2 million of them were U.S. born. And they said, but you look brown. You got to go. Go back. Which is also similar to what they were doing in the Dominican Republic. And that's what I'm glad you mentioned. I was just about to say you like a beat ahead of me. You are yep. dark. You yeah, have yeah. to go to Haiti. Yeah, if you can, if you can't find, you can't trace your lineage back before 1900. You can't trace your lineage back to before we started keeping records. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, mm-hmm. like yeah, back before like the, yeah, yes, yeah, it's crazy. So there's and there's you know a what? lot. And, and black people have traveled to the Dominican Republic, and some people have been called out on it and was like, "That's not my problem." Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it yeah. was like, but you do realize that if you live there in the DR, they would deport your ass, right? And they were like, oh well. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that, that yeah, that I think there's somebody that I'm gonna have to have a conversation with that about uh, soon. That's unfortunate. It is what it is. Since it's not from a place of anger, it's just like you know, it is what it is. That well, and then I place. think the other thing is, you know, place. Like- I just think this conversation needs to be had. So, like, in New York, apparently there's a large Yemeni community. So, like, a lot of the Yemenis shut down their bodegas. And I think that they 
also depends on what part of the country you're in. So like I lived in San Diego for a while. I know that they in San Diego is definitely Mexicans, but it's also the thousands of Somali refugees that live there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they got a large community there and I'm sure they're very worried about, can we get back in the country if we've gone to travel? You know what I'm saying? Because isn't Somalia one of those countries on the list? But they are also um, starting to walk across the border to Canada and are willing to get arrested in Canada right. rather than be deported or end up in whatever kinds of camps that we have here. That's how Cheech Mary right. got here. And, and, Everybody's talking about people coming over the southern border or whatever. Cheech Mary made the joke like years ago. He was like, yeah, I came from Canada. I'm like, yeah, I just <laughs> I waltz across from Canada, basically. And while we're talking about Canada, sorry, shout out to Justin Trudeau. Oh, we did that last week. I'm sorry, you I had to do it again. Out again. Yes, we do. Did he do something else since last week? He discussed. Um, I'm gonna mess this up. Quantum computing. Okay. Yeah. And he also did um, some yogi handstand that I can't remember the name of the asana for right now, but. Yeah, he discussed. So he yeah, broke down what quantum computing is. Oh, that's impressive. It is. Like, and so it was good like, that yes. The scientists were like, no, I think that's I've amazing. seen. Like, no, and I think, I think it was like the day that's of old, though, or the it? next day that yeah, yeah, that's um, old, 45. That's, that's a couple. That's a, I'm sorry, go ahead. When it came out, it was released either the same day or the day after 45 did that ridiculous press conference. Um, mm. That I didn't watch, but tried to read the transcript of and just made Which my head one? Out. That's Thursday. I listened okay. to that 77 minute debacle. It's actually 80 something. Yeah, it I feel you. Such an amazing. Yeah, so there's a lot of content in there that where there's just like, it's, I, I, I got 20 minutes in and then I had to, you know, shut it down. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was interesting what I saw. And the dude still. After all this time, is still talking about that damn electoral college. Well, he's, you know, he's campaigning again. So. Do you want to break down why that is, though? Because a, a coworker had to actually break down why he's actually calling it a campaign. He, well, I don't know if I'm breaking it down completely. I'll, I'll tell you my understanding. But he I'll tell you my understanding. Filed to run again in 2020, like the day after he was yeah. inaugurated, so that he could start getting campaign contributions. No, he, yeah, he filed five hours after inauguration. Yeah. Okay. Um. There. There's also that's I didn't think about that, and there's probably substance. Money to laundering. That. Um, but there's also something else. Okay, so oh, the narcissistic feed, the n- supply of energy. Well, no, not that. Um, there, there's also that. I mean, there's there there are a lot of reasons that that ultimately go back into his ego. I get that. But what I was speaking to specifically, a coworker uh, threw this out there, and it was very interesting. Okay, so you know there are a lot of people within Congress, uh, uh, particularly who are having uh, town hall meetings, and a lot, a lot of unhappy constituents. There's a lot who aren't having town exactly, hall meetings, exactly, and, and then because they can't control who the hell is coming in and who the hell is complaining, mm-hmm. or but, they're doing uh, teletown halls where they can kind of monitor what questions are going to be asked and weed out the ones that are going to go viral. Right. So when you have an official White House type of function off of like, you know, like out there in the wild, so to speak, whatever, it's kind of like, you know, it's not the same thing as if you're having a campaign related stop where you oh, can control. You, can keep, you can't keep anybody out of a White House function. Exactly. It's open to the general public, but the campaign, you can control who comes exactly. in. Exactly. Because it's a private event. Exactly. So you can control who comes in and who who can't get in. So I, I thought that was a very uh, valid and astute observation. I would not uh, put it past that that's one of the motivations for doing that. That allows him to basically go 
where he where he wants to throughout the country and insulate himself from Mm -hmm. the the critique and the outcry of the the public that is going to progressively be less adoring of him even those who put him in office so yeah Yeah, because the ones that the republicans that have attended town halls have they've caught that business yeah it's not been pretty no it has not also i just want to give i never thought i would say this um, but a shout out to Don Lemon. Okay, go for, ahead, please. Uh, go ahead. Explain yourself on that one. He had a panel where he was discussing uh, how much traveling Trump and the family have done, and you know how when they travel, it's it costs a shit ton of it money. It costs a shit ton of money, and they're traveling, and sometimes they're traveling and doing business for the Trump name. No, so, all the time they're traveling and doing business. Right. That's what he does. So when, I don't know, Beavis and Butthead, I don't know their names, but when Beavis and Butthead Trump Dubai. are traveling, right, and they're trying they've to- They've been to Dubai. Eric yeah, they've been who? to Dubai Eric and they go somewhere else. They're going Baron somewhere else ridiculously expensive soon. I think Vancouver. But the taxpayers pick up that, yeah. even though they're making money for the for the Trump name. Mm-hmm. So um, Don Lemon was having a panel where they were discussing this, and one of the commentators- I think it's Donald Jr. I think it's Eric and Donald Jr. I, I have n- yep. no idea. Sorry. Yeah, it's Eric and Donald. Um, but one of the commentators was like, you know what? This is, this is fake news. And Don Lemon was like, he broke it down and was like, let me explain to you what fake news is, and we're not going to allow you to call- uh, everything fake news just because you disagree with it. And then he went back to the guy, Paris something. It just His name stood out for Paris because I was like, your mama names you Paris and you would do. But judgment aside. Um, and so the guy went back and was like, no, this is still fake news. And then Don Lemon was like, all right, we're done here. I'm going to wrap this up. I walked off his own show. So I never thought I would say a shout out to Don Lemon. Don Lemon walked off his own show? Yeah. He, yes. he was like, we're done. Bye. Oh. That's pretty, that's pretty gully. <laughs> and, I think Don that, that, that's Lemon, more newsworthy than him getting his ear pierced on on air. Drunk. Yeah, I think Don yeah. Lemon is about to get all the way black pretty soon because the way CNN is being disrespected and the way people have been carrying him throughout, and they probably think they're gonna go on there and he's going to allow them. He has been for so him. long though. He, he's, right, like, right, he's let but, a lot of stuff slide. Then I was like, it, like, why didn't you it, question this? But because he thought that there was nothing at stake before. But now he sees his credibility is on the line. So he about to get all the way black. Not like enough for us to take him back, but enough for us to, you know, be proud of him in these moments. Like, Did this. we ever have him? Like we're taking yeah. him back? Like, you know, just enough for us to kind of like. I mean, when you're born black, you know what I'm saying? You're officially on a team. You got to do shit to get traded. Looking you know? at you, Stacey Dash. <laughs> you know, I think Don Lemon has been traded by both action and inaction. You know. We might take him as like a possible do-over if he keep it up, but well, you know, we're still out. The jury is still out. He, he but that he was a good moment. Ten, he need like ten honorable mentions. Okay. And then we'll consider it. We will consider it. All right. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, there's so much more that I would like to discuss, but we try to keep this, you know, bite-sized enough for you to make sure you get a satisfying meal, but you don't like, you know, you know, completely go comatose. So. We're going to wrap up. We're going to continue our conversation on this end. Um, don't joke. I don't know why that just popped in my head. It's cool. Like sometimes Biggie just pops up. It's all good. That's not Biggie. Oh, no. take a token. Don't choke because if you do, you have no clue. About it. Yeah, I'm sorry, Snoop. I'm sorry. Okay, I thought it would come. No, to no, 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 no. I had I had to say the whole thing out in my head. All right. So that's it's Dre.
on Snoop. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. All right. So um, that was so random. Um, you whisper way better than I do. I can't. It's, you just sound creepy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop distracting you so that you can go ahead and round Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you so much for tuning in yet again for another episode of Shit You Might Have Missed on Flash Black Radio. Please remember to check us out on www.flashblackradio.com. We're also available for download if you go to iTunes and podcasts. Um, if it's on your iPhone, you can go to the podcast app to find us. Type in Flash Slash Black. Same thing for Google Play Slash podcast flash slash black um and we are still coming to uh soundcloud that's gonna be happening very soon um also check us on the facebook group flash black yeah and please just continue to check in please feel free to provide feedback and ask questions we might throw your question or your commentary up on the next podcast so thank you very much for listening i am da vinci parks aka lee bennett the third t rich no aka today Oh, Christy Hunt, a.k.a. K. Savage. And I would like to give a shout out to my mama who don't listen, but deserves a shout out anyway, because she is almost 66. And she emailed me to let me know that she wants spinning rims. So I just want everybody to know I come by it so honestly, it is retarded. (laughs) And once again, shout out to Mr. Slim Williams, who's missing in action. We hope to have him back next week. Um, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, please stay blessed, be good to each other, and we'll holler at you later. Peace, we out. This is the shit you might have missed. This is the shit you might have missed. You like it, don't you, little funky? We need K Hunt on drums. <laughs> <laughs> I have no musical talent at all. Oh, no, all you gotta do is just walk up the steps like while we're recording. Yeah. Oh. Even though Lee has been on drums since he's been sitting on this.